fed in the desert. Being in the desert is hard. Feeling alone in the desert, even worse. I was listening to a podcast where this lady was being interviewed. She's a therapist and a writer, but she also battles with her own suffering. She has a condition called ankylosing spondylitis. Spondylitis. It's basically an autoimmune disease that affects the spine in which she's always in pain. And she wrote a book, her name's K.J. Ramsey, she wrote a book called This Too Shall Last. We, we wanted to say This Too Shall Pass, but she wrote a book called This Too Shall Last. She comes from a faith background and, and she starts this book with a little an introduction invitation and she says this, This book is not a before and after story. I'm writing this introduction as cold immunotherapy drips steadily into my bloodstream to control a disease from which hundreds of people, including myself, have prayed for me to be healed. I'm here to tell a story from the middle where so many of us live, yet so few describe. If my experiences of suffering are any indicator of what your life might include, that you also are likely mid-story, with circumstances you did not choose, wondering when and how your suffering will end, and where grace will come if the suffering doesn't end. In the midst of her suffering, she said in the midst of the, the, the hardest moments It was precisely there that she became aware of God coming to meet her. God freely choosing, Jesus Christ, choosing to enter into her suffering with her so that she would not have to face it alone. That God came, he saw her, he chose to come, and met her in her desert and strengthened her with his very self. In our first reading from Deuteronomy, Moses is reminding the people of what they've been through, of how for 40 years, and they're they're not out yet, for 40 years we have journeyed and been afflicted. And, And even before that, There was 400 plus years in Egypt where they were enslaved. And yet the Lord brought them out and has been with them through this difficult path of the desert. And he points out, God guided you through the vast and terrible desert with its seraph serpents and scorpions, its parched and waterless ground. God guided them and God also fed them. God did not leave them hungry. He saw their need, and he came and sustained them with manna, this mysterious bread that they had not heard of. It's almost this, this solution that God provides that was unknown to them. They couldn't see it. God answers their need 
and gives them what they need, their daily bread. And Moses goes on to say that it's a reminder that it's not by bread alone that God sustains you, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. That, that yes, God gave you this bread, but it is he who sustains you. Which really sets up our gospel in which Jesus gives us bread to sustain us, which is his self. That yes, it's food, God gives us food, but he gives with it, he gives us himself, which is really what we need. That God knows the difficulties of his people and desires and chooses to be with them right in the midst. The last couple weeks, our nation, our communities, our community even here, have been thinking a lot, demonstrating a lot, and it, uh, I've been taking it to prayer and thinking about it, and I got curious. It led me to uh, Netflix has a whole bunch of movies and stuff about these topics, and I watched a couple of them, and one of them in particular struck me. It's one called LA-92, and let me just say up front, it was very violent. Um, it was almost traumatically violent. And it's talking about the Los Angeles riots in 1992. And I was 13 years old, and so I, don't rem I didn't have that big a perspective. I remember, uh, I, rem I have vivid memories from seeing the news and seeing images that I, could, I cannot get out. That's what makes this traumatic and violent. But in this movie, they talk about the, the content of the movie is entirely home videos and news reporters. Like, so it's all first-hand accounts of people talking of their experience and showing what's happening. And you, you're, you're brought there. And I, I felt myself, as I reflected on that, that I feel like I, feel like I can see more clearly. I can... I can, yeah, I just, it's helped me to understand things a little better, but it's also uh, awakened in me uh, a desire for peace, a desire for justice, um, a desire for we, we need help. Now, now here's the thing, kind of like the Israelites in the desert, we need a solution that we don't know exactly what that is or what it looks like. But God somehow has a plan to bring us that. But even more so as we battle this affliction in this new desert, that the only one who can truly answer the needs that we have is the Prince of Peace, is the just one who freely chose to enter into our existence to make himself be treated unjustly. He chose to go there out of love to be with us so that we would never have to face injustice or suffering or pain alone. That's the love of our God. 
that he chooses to leave his own comfort, so to speak, to go be with his people, to sustain them so that they might remain in him and he remain in them. The point of this feast of Corpus Christi while we're given it each year is not merely to look back and at the Israelites in the desert, but to think about how you and I are still in the desert. You and I have afflictions. They're different than what they battled, but we have our own difficulties. And that somehow God not only knows it, but God chooses to be with us in it. To move us from our slavery to sin and my own weaknesses and prejudices and biases that I don't even know I have in order to help me to see more clearly, to be enlightened by his grace, to be an agent of his peace and justice, moved by his love and strength. And so we still suffer, we still hunger, we still long for justice and peace. And that stuff is always, injustice is always wrong, period. Some people experience it more than others. Suffering, some people experience suffering more than others. But the answer is the same. It's Jesus Christ who wishes to come into our lives and be our strength, that we would be moved and strengthened and motivated, not by resentment or bitterness or anger, but moved by his love at work in, with, and through me. His love at work for me, that Jesus is always for us. Jesus is always trying to strengthen us. And so he gives to his disciples, he tells them, I will give myself to you, my flesh, my blood. And I'm talking about real food and real drink, for my flesh is true food and my blood is, is, is true drink. That Jesus is going to give them bread, but it's not bread. It's himself. And it's that same self that he offers through the hands of the priest, through the authority of the church here today, that Christ choosing to be with us in this desert so that we might receive his body and blood and know that we are not alone, that it's not by my strength, it's not by my answers, but it's by his and so I don't know, like the story I shared at the beginning with that woman, this too shall last. I don't know when my difficulties personally, when my sufferings personally, when my pains, when my challenges, I don't know when they're going to end. I don't know if they will end. God doesn't promise me that. But what he does promise me is to be with me every step of the way. That what conquers is Jesus and his love and his blood freely poured out for the sake of injustice. And so we come here tonight because we want life and peace that only he can give. Jesus says, the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. He wants to be with me. He wants to love me and be with me in my desert 
so that I can be strengthened and go be with other people in their deserts. That they might know through us the presence of the God who has not forgotten them. And so we are strengthened today in our world. We are renewed in hope and confidence. There's a consolation that comes knowing when we're not alone. We come to be fed with the Word made flesh here with us.